chapter 7. The Bhagavad Gita has 18 chapters and it's divided into three shatgams of six chapters each. The first shatgam, chapters 1 to 6, deal with Jiva Swarupam. Importance of Karma Yoga as a sadhana and emphasize on self-effort. Second shatgam, 7 to 12, deal with Ishwara Swarupam, Upasana Yoga or meditation. And the role of Ishwara Anugraha. And the last six chapters is Jivatma Paramatma Aikyam. In this seventh chapter, Lord Krishna deals with two topics, Ishwara Swarupaha and Bhakti. Here Krishna emphasizes the role of God's grace. He says, take shelter in me and pursue sadhana. Arjuna, do not think you are alone responsible for your success. Everything is because of my grace. So take shelter in me as you pursue moksha. Both effort, prayatna and grace, anugraha, must go hand in hand like the two wheels of a cart. What is the definition of God? God is the cause of this universe, jagat karanam. For a karanam, there are two kinds of causes it can be. It can be a raw material cause which is called upadhana karanam or an intelligent cause which is called nimitta karanam. When you see a furniture, wood is the material cause, upadhana karanam and carpenter is the intelligent cause. You need both. Wood cannot become into furniture by itself. It needs a carpenter and carpenter also needs wood to make furniture. So most of the, in any creation, so the general formula is material plus maker is equal to creation. Now in this world, is God the material cause of creation or, in, or intelligent cause of creation? The scripture says it is both. Uh, we take the, it gives the example of the spider's web. Uh, the web is made by the spider. The material is taken by from itself and it makes it. So it is both the intelligent cause and also the material cause. Similarly, the world is, is the same. Here and then the next question says, what is the nature of the Lord? The nature, the, the Lord has two natures. One is called Paraprakriti. Another is called Aparaprakriti. Uh, Aparaprakriti para is the lower nature of the God and Paraprakriti is the higher nature of the God. There are some differences between Paraprakriti and Aparaprakriti. One, Paraprakriti uh, is consciousness or spirit principle. Chetna Tattvam while Aparaprakriti is matter principle. Achetana Tattvam PP is Nirguna Tattvam attributeless while Aparaprakriti or AP is Saguna Tattvam PP is Nirvikaraha Tattvam changeless principle. It cannot undergo any change. It is modificationless. It is beyond time and space principle. It is unconditioned, unaffected by time. While AP is Savikara Tattvam subject to modification and change all the time. PP is Satyam, absolute reality and independent, while AP is Mithya and it depends on PP for existence. So Chetana Tattvam, Chetanam Achetanam, Nirgunam Sagunam, Nirvikaram Savikaram, Satyam Mithyam are the four main differences between Paraprakriti and Aparaprakriti. 
these put together is Ishvara, the cause of creation. Spirit and matter, both are eternal. They both existed at the time of creation. Apra Prakriti modifies into five elements, which becomes which later becomes the five elementals. Hence our body, this mic, this room are all Bhagavan's Apra Prakriti. The mind changes, the body changes, the world changes. Whatever change that we see is Savikaraha. Savikara Prapancha, our body is God's Apra Prakriti. So is our mind and inert objects. Then what happens to Paraprakriti? It's a changeless principle. So, and Paraprakriti remains the same throughout, in the present, in the past, and the future. And wherever you see Paraprakriti, Paraprakriti is also there. Both APP and AP are inseparable. Every body mind complex contains both the changeless EP and the changing AP. The example Swamiji gives is a lump of clay exists in space. It is converted into a pot. What happens to space? That continues to exist in the clay, in the lump form. And after the pot is made, it is, it is existing inside the pot, the pot space. Nothing happens to space. There is only a change in language. First clay was in space and now space. First clay was in space and now space in pot. But space in reality does not change at all. There is only a new name after the enclosure, after the creation of the pot. You break the pot and again the space is there, is a lump of clay. So PP is comparable to space and AP is comparable to lump of clay. The clay can be shaped into any, can take any shape including the body-mind complex but nothing happens to Paraprakriti in the body-mind complex. Both put together is called Jivatma. Then there is one important law we must remember. Any product is essentially non-different from its cause. Take clay and pot. Clay is the cause and pot is a product, effect. Pot is not any different from clay. There is no substance other than clay. Pot is just a word. It has normal existence. There is no substance called pot. Names and forms, Nama, Rupa are many. And the substance is only one. Cloud, rain, brook, lake, river, ocean are all words only for one substance, which is water. The same principle is applied here. Lord is both PP and AP and the entire creation is only a product. And it is important here, the entire creation is non-substantial. It is just a word. It has verbal existence. It has no tangibility of its own. Like the ornaments, you may have a ring, a bangle, a necklace. It, these are all just one word, but the basic substance is gold. So Krishna says, oh, explains in this, oh Arjuna, there is no being higher than me. As, as a row of pearls threaded on a string, all the worlds are held on me. I alone manifest as the universe. There is nothing else in creation but Ishwara. So Swamiji is saying it's foolish to look for Ishwara Darshanam. Like 
ornament doing tapas for gold darshanam or wave or water it is ishwara only which is manifesting as ishwara rupa vishwa rupa ishwara or virat ishwara there is no need for ishwara darshanam you just have to have a new attitude look at the entire world as god manifestation you see anything in creation anything your eyes see it is the lord's manifestation this attitude is called divinization of the universe whether you see matter or and consciousness there is nothing in creation except ishwara a bit technical but yeah next topic is bhakti yeah in between apara prakriti and para prakriti the lord says which is attractive apara prakriti is attractive because it is changing all the time it is full of varieties it is coming and going it has all the three gunas sattva guna rajo and tamo guna it is so enticing people fall in love with apara prakriti because its varieties of experience rasa rupa gandha sparsha but you should always remember between the lower nature of the lord and the higher nature of the lord never lose sight of para prakriti so you can don't get so lost in apara prakriti what happens the danger is the problem of insecurity when you hold on to something which is changing you don't get security it's like holding on to a crutch money status people and all these things are changing the trick is to hold on to para prakriti and appreciate apara prakriti then life becomes a sport love everyone have transaction but do not psych- depend on anybody psychologically for security and permanence you have your own support the para prakriti the higher nature of god ishwara if you do not this is like asking somebody uh is swimming uh, is swimming enjoyable or frightening then you should ask a counter question for whom for a person who knows swimming it is a game it is a sport it is wonderful enjoyable but for for a, for a person who does not know how to swim swimming becomes a graveyard so how to come to para prakriti uh, krishna himself says my own by divine maya considering of these three gunas is very difficult to overcome but who approach takes refuge in me in utter devotion overcomes it so knowledge is the key swimming knowledge if you have any swimming knowledge life becomes a misery you should know how to get, i mean so while ignorance ignorance which is apara prakriti will freeze you to death knowledge frees you freeze you one freezes you another freeze you lord krishna describes bhakti as the means bhakti means love of god which god it can be any form shiva or vishnu or rama or krishna or ganesha it is very stupid for bhaktas to fight amongst themselves somewhere vaishnavas will not go to shiva temple this is very wrong attitude you can choose any form of the lord which is appropriate to you the mind cannot conceive totality so we 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 give it a form a country is symbolized by a flag and anthem similarly like that no so you choose any form that you are like can be a human being trees animals father mother anybody and it is only a representation of a god 
in our culture we worship inner things like sun moon rivers ganga is worshiped kaveri is worshiped trees and plants are worshiped animals are worshiped human beings are worshiped so in this culture there are not many gods everything is a god and god is represented by an alambanam which is a symbol if devotees fight amongst themselves i will love vishnu but hate shiva such bhaktas will definitely go to hell our religion is so expansive we also include christian and muslim gods also because everything is apara prakriti and para prakriti is one consciousness which can have many symbols when i worship a linga a linga is small 2.5 cm it does not mean shiva is 2.5 cm shiva represents the entire cosmos and krishna further talks about elaborates on bhakti everybody has every and bhakti has three stages first stage is sakama bhakti i use the lord to acquire have worldly goals which means ishvara is a sadhana and the world acquisition is the sadhyam ishvara is a means to attain worldly worldly benefits i say if this goes well if i am able to repay the loan i will break a coconut for you i will come to tripati and chonch my head so end is the benefit you expect from the world and god is the means it's like doing a business deal with the lord this is not bad at all no i mean krishna does not scoff at such a, such a bhakti it is perfectly all right for a person to follow the feet to get something from the world so the first bhakta is called artha bhakta sakama bhakta he wants to get rid of trouble arthata bhakta is someone who wishes to acquire something gradually the sakama bhakti will will become turn into nishkama bhakti as the mind becomes more and more matured the third is jignasu as the mind becomes more and more matured desire for material things comes down i realize that acquiring things i will not necessarily make my life any better it is like one insecure one insecure person holding on to another insecure person for security before i used to worry only for about myself now i have to worry about my wife and children insecurity plus insecurity is more insecurity and this is a knowledge which may take years may take decades it may take many janmas luckily in hinduism we can all do it in installments like the chartered accountant examination we just don't have one life to find every all the answers so now the world becomes the sadhana and the lord the sadhyam so what are actions i do in the world is directed towards the lord the lord is the end in himself the worldly pursuit no longer holds attractive sakama but desire for ishwara increases this is nishkama bhakti final stages uh, i discover the lord is never away from me lord is both apara prakriti and para prakriti the goal has already been reached because the lord was never away from me this gyani is one who has discovered ishvara as non different from himself there are no further desires neither desire for worldly things nor desire for god i discover peace in myself i discover discover purnatvam in myself 
with this jnanam is complete so this chapter is called jnana vijnanam jnana vijnani the first jnanam is seeing the lord as different from me the second which is vijnanam is seeing the lord is no more different from me since both are talked about this chapter is called jnana vijnana yoga